Hey everybody, it's Dave and Jeff. It is April 19th, 2021. Dave, I'm, I'm going to think of a new name to call you every show that nobody has said in 10 years. Okay. Because it makes me so happy. Okay. So tonight, <laughs> I figured the one I'd start with was, hey, how was your weekend, candy ass? <laughs> what? time you got remember that you'd call that if you were really mad at a guy oh i tell you what candy ass you keep talking you keep it up i'd strike two you keep it up and i'm gonna come out of retirement i don't know why I'm like, candy ass is funny. <laughs> what was the other one you used a couple days ago that made me laugh i don't know i i can't think of that one but there's there's just something all, face god dang it he's, he's, yeah well we always say uh well, I'll, I'll tell you what, I I, I want to talk about this weekend in yeah. baseball so much, but right off the bat, do you remember we did a show about two weeks ago, and I was incredibly concerned about the language used on this show. Do you remember this? And you laughed at me. Yes. And you're like, just do the show you're supposed to do. Well, who, who was it that told, told you not to swear? Well, nobody had said it. Yeah, my mother hates it. But she yeah. doesn't listen to the show. She listens to the other stuff I do with so, Josh. She hates it. And I and I, I played it back, and I realized I do cuss too much. Too much. But I thought you cussed too much. I do. That's what I was saying. <laughs> You're much worse than me. I am. So Friday night, and we'll get into all Padre baseball and the weekend and everything that happened. But Friday night, yeah, I'm out with my son grabbing dinner. And my buddy, Jimmy Hughes... Recent Patreon subscriber sends me a message. We're chatting back and forth about the Padre game. And he goes, dude, I'm dying. He goes, I love the last podcast. He goes, I was listening to it in the car with my mom. Oh, shit. Go, oh, God. <laughs> That's the worst. And I go, yeah. No, it's not like it's the first time he's yeah, ever heard it. I know, but it's always bad when it's like, that. You're like as soon as you God. find out someone tells you they listen. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, great. And then if sometimes if it's a woman, especially, I always cringe. Yeah. And then uh, and he goes, boy, my mom's listening and I'm laughing and laughing. My mom just looks at me. Boy, he sure uses the F word a lot. That feels great, doesn't it? When your buddy's mom is like, wow. So then that was the first thing that happened. Yeah. Then today, our pal uh, Katie Temple puts yeah. a video out. That's what it was. It was Katie that fucking said you cussed Yes. So Katie, there telling me that. Katie puts this video out today, and I wasn't going to name him by name, but I'm going to because I I really enjoy this guy as a writer, Dylan Hernandez. Yeah, Dylan Hernandez as a writer is one of my favorite guys. I agree, and he's single handedly the worst radio guest anybody can book. I agree because he can't stop saying you know to the point that it makes you insane. Yeah, so. I uh, he he must have said it close to a hundred times in an interview with Darren last week, and it's no exaggeration. I heard it, yeah, and it's really incredibly frustrating because he, I think his point of view is really good. I think he calls things down the middle. He's not an over Dodger fan. No, not but, at all. But I thought his perspective. But honestly, he's unlistenable because he has that crutch that nobody has helped him with. So Katie put a video out today which I put out on Twitter, and it's really good for anybody that does Zoom calls or public speaking, and she tells you how to avoid using filler words like you know. 
And I said to her, hey, this is really good. I'm going to mention it on the show tonight. And she goes, yeah, is it going to be before or after you talk about banging chicks? <laughs> Why does she have to do that? Why does she have to make us feel bad about Why what we do for a living? Why does she have to do it? I've always been nice to her. Yeah. What the, that's not cool. So uh, my apologies. I don't even know James' mother's name. Wait. So Katie doesn't like that we talk about banging chicks. So I wrote to her. I wrote her back and I said, uh, this was the conversation I wrote. Dave. Uh, how old is Leslie Stahl and how much is she worth? Ooh, 75 and 3 million. Would you do her? Yeah, I'd do her. She's great on 60 Minutes. I would too. Hey, let me tell you about our friend Brian Kerr. <laughs> and she didn't respond to that. Oh. I, uh, I find this incredibly funny. But it makes me insane when I get those messages. What I always say to people is, I don't think you and I ever imagine anybody listening to this conversation. No. This is just sitting here after we haven't been here for a week. A thousand things make us mad. We start cussing, and yeah. then I leave. And I, if you ask me 15 minutes after the show what we talked about, nine out of ten days, I couldn't tell you one thing. Dude, all right. That's so funny you just said that. Because there are many times we'll do the show, Jeff yeah. will take off, and i got to upload You'll the show. You'll ask me, what should I title this? And I go, I have no idea. Me neither. And then I'll usually grab like the, one of the five questions because I have no idea what the fuck we just said. I mean, we're both so dumb. We can't retain anything. So stupid. But honest, I, we, I say this to people all the time. This show is like when you and I are on the telephone. You just check it in with each other. Yes, completely. And sometimes you forget there's even a microphone in front of you. You know, Com so completely. Yeah. So you, you sit there and you do an hour and 15 oh. and then you're like, I have no idea what we just said. And you listen back and you're like, I hate it. I hate every part of it. And I don't know how we survived 20 years doing terrestrial radio not cussing. Yeah. Like, you could watch. It's, I don't know. It's insane. So it's completely in my head. I'm not saying it's going completely away. But between James' poor mom, I'm like, God dang it. And then uh, Katie. Oh, that'd be before or after you're talking about banging chicks. Oh, I my was God. like, my goodness. My, go my goodness. <laughs> For pity's sake. There you go. All right. Um, this is, I just want to say this, then tell me, because I know yeah. you were out there two days. Yeah. You and I have not spoken since I have not. even before game one. I got to yeah. tell you, Dave, win, loss, bullpen, Bauer, Kershaw, fam, the whole deal. Outside of playoff baseball, yeah. I cannot tell you in my entire 40 years of being a Padre fan when I have had more fun. Pitch from first pitch to last pitch, watching three games of baseball yeah. in the middle of the year like I had. It was Good, exhausting bad. as a listener, as a fan, <laughs> huh? Just watching on TV. Like, you're like, oh, man, I'm not, I don't know if I'm ready for tomorrow. Like, it, you were beat to shit after every game. It was great. And I know there were things that happened on Friday night, Yeah, right? You were out there Friday night when the benches clear. Yeah. It was just I've crazy. never seen that before. First time out of all the games I've ever been to, I've never seen benches clear. I texted Mud today. And I said, from, or I actually yeah. talked to Mud. Sorry, Mud. Usually I remember when I've actually <laughs> talked to you. He's like, thanks. I think we're on the phone for about 10 minutes. I said to him, I thought Orsillo's call of the no-hitter was so great. But when he yelled the other night, and you were out there, Dave, but I know you've seen it since. Now we're talking. Now we're going to fight. I go, dude, that's one of my all-time favorite <laughs> calls as a Padre fan. But. The struggles of fam, the struggles of the bullpen, 
what happened yesterday with Bauer, Snell again throwing 10,000 pitches and not being able to get out of the fifth inning, none of it mattered. Uh, all, the only thing that mattered to me, Dave, was just like, God, this is a blast. Yeah. And when you're watching everybody across the country talk about from John Heyman to others that are like, this is absolutely great. I just was so fired up that we were right in the middle of it. I loved it. it, it, it I loved was, every it, minute of it. It was something else. I mean, easily, okay, so the Dodgers take two out of three. Could have been three nothing pots. Could have been three nothing Dodgers. I mean, did little right. things here and there. Every game was very competitive. And you're sitting there watching this, and you're into it, and, and I don't care if you're the Dodgers or the Padres. You were sitting there and basically – not comfortable with either team. You weren't yes. comfortable that we're much better than the Dodgers or the Dodgers are much better than the Padres. And I know there are 19 of these this year, not including possibly the playoffs. This is what I've been waiting for since I moved back to Southern California, where yeah. these games actually mattered, and they mattered throughout the year. I was never one of those guys that felt the Giants were the rival. That's to me, was always a New York thing. And, Between and, Dodgers, Dodgers and, and Giants? Giants. I just never, like, people go, oh, what's, what's the biggest rival? I'd go... Yankees Red Sox because they tell me it's Yankees Red Sox and then I'd see Cardinals Cubs was a big deal sure and f for us obviously here in San Diego Padre fans always think there's a, a rival with the Dodgers or they just hate the Dodgers and Dodger fans honestly never looked at it that way no. and now they know who who the team is it is the Padres and the Dodgers know it too it was it was insane it was it was great I was lucky enough to go to two of the three games yeah um so I, I gotta tell you, I go Friday because I know you wish you, you would. When I tell you who I was with on Friday, you're gonna go fuck. No, I saw it. I saw you guys on TV. There was a oh, foul ball that came right over your head. We had like three of them come right at us, and we were dying. And and I was watching it with my son Cade. We were cracking up. Yeah. We saw you with Pete and Billy yeah. and, and Josh. It was great. Okay, so I'm going fuck. Jeff would love to be here, and I know we'll do it again with Billy and Pete. Billy and Pete are such good dudes. Yeah, and I I didn't uh, take a picture with, with those guys at the time and post it. But I said, here I am, second row. I showed the, where I was right. sitting. Yeah. And um, Pete's like, fuck. People are going to think I gave tickets to a Dodger <laughs> fan. Like, he was like, you son of a bitch. Bad enough, people think I live in Coronado. <laughs> and he's like, I could just relax. All right? So yeah. those guys were, were so fucking great. Um, they, they were outstanding. But you would have you would have loved to have been there, too, because they're really good dudes. Yeah, they're and, the best. And I know we'll do it again. We'll go with those guys. And I'll just, I want to yeah. interrupt you real quick. Yeah. Uh, it would have been great. I absolutely had a blast. Good. The only way I wanted to do that was watching it with my son and kind of getting a whole deal. Yeah. So I love Pete. I love Billy. Like you said, there'd yeah. be a chance. Trust me, Dave. I, I Hanging out at my house yeah. with my son, Cade, in on every pitch, the whole thing, absolute blast. So no regrets at all, So especially it, when we get to Sunday, what yeah. happened there. So as we're as we're going through the game, a couple things. Yeah. Did you I'll, stay to the end? Stay to the very end. Okay. Didn't get Did home until 115. Did, yeah, this day. Yeah, those guys, uh, those those guys were all in, and my son, who is a Padre fan, yeah, literally, I'm watching the game, and I'm I'm rooting for the Dodgers. I'm wearing a Dodger sure. sweatshirt, Dodger hat. We saw you, but then Josh said something to me like in the tenth inning. He just looks at me and he goes, "This is the best game I've ever been it's to crazy. in my life." He he just goes, "I'm having so much fun. This is the best game." And as soon as he said that, I was hoping the Pods were going to win. Oh, because I was like, I wanted him to remember. Yeah, hey, th this was my favorite game of all time, and my team won. Yeah. I've hell, you know, I'm older. I've experienced, you know, lucky enough my team has won. But as soon as my kids said it, I was like, all right. Yeah. I, I hope it, it ends right? well for Josh. Love it. And so. Um, and plus with those two guys. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, no, that, those that guys are such were good absolutely, friends. Absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Um, 
So a couple things were interesting. One is I really appreciate the people that love this podcast because a lot of people would come up to me and talk about the show and this entire weekend. Love the show. Love the show. Love the podcast. And um, Josh gets up at one point to leave and this guy comes down and he goes, hey, are you Dave Palais? And that happened a couple times. I was like, no one's going to recognize me because literally I was wearing the god dang, um, what's the mask, that the gator that covers your whole oh, face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I just wanted to enjoy the game with my kid and, and Billy and Pete. Right. And and I was yeah, and everyone was cool. Then you start getting in your head, someone's gonna stab you because we've been talking <laughs> about it so much. And the guy's like, dude, I'm a huge fan. And I was like, that's really cool that people listen to the show and appreciate it. And I know you so feel nice. the same way. Absolutely. Well, the guy sits down, okay, and I go, Well, my son's sitting right there. Josh is here, and he knew Josh from the JP twenty five stuff. I go, Yeah, we'll be back. Well, Josh comes back. The guy never leaves. Oh, jeez. Three hours. Oh, Jesus. Three hours. And he's sitting between my, my kid and I. And oh, I'm like, come on. Dude, it was so crazy. The guy's a nice guy. And I'm, I know he's probably listening to this right now. I'm not slamming you. I'm just saying. I am. Get the hell out of here. Like, it, go it, behind us. We love you, but it's a father-son it, night. It was a father-son night. Come on. At a baseball game of our two favorite we teams. Still One of you, we still love you, but yeah. we got to check you on that. It was kind of kind of wild. Okay. So here we go. The game goes on. Here's one thing you'll know. If you haven't been to a Padre game yet, to anyone that's listening, this is where the Padres have said, fuck it, as far as the fan experience. There are no ushers. Nope. Which means if you buy a ticket, you sit level three, you can walk all the way down to the oh, front yeah. row. No one's going to stop you. Nobody. Okay. You can sit wherever you want in Petco Park every night, basically. Yeah, in an open seat. It's yeah. crazy how they have those canvas things over the seats, right? Nobody stops shit. I mean, you know, Pete was pissed going, dude, we're second row, and all of a sudden front row is filled, and there was no one there when we got there. Oh, weird. All of a sudden, all these people jammed in. Completely right, ridiculous. Do better on that. Much better on that. Because there are fights all over the fucking place. Ah. And I tell you, there were probably nine to, nine to one Padre fans. I mean, yeah. it was the first time in Petco when they played where you're like, where are the Dodger fans at? Well, behind me... There's a guy who's uh, who's Mr. Police of the Padres, and this guy is about 58 years old, probably about yeah. six eight, big giant beard, but he's just gonna walk over everywhere a fight might start because he wants to be involved. Oh Jesus! And I'm like this fucking guy, and he's running his mouth, and he's yelling at this guy behind me, who's a big dude who's yeah. sitting in his chair, and and he's like, "We're gonna go, and I'm gonna take you." You know, that's what he's thinking. <laughs> but his wife is that lady who's go who literally says. You're making a mistake. My husband will fuck you up. And I'm like, as soon as she oh, said that, boy. now he can't back down. Right. He stands up. And I'm like, all right, which guy am I taking? And I'm thinking I'm taking the husband. And the guys, they're, they're getting cl too close. And all of a sudden, that dude, the, the guy who, the husband, all right? Yeah. His twin brother shows up. Oh. And now they're both two giant guys. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I wasn't sure you could take the first one. Now you just better fucking cut your losses and go. Yeah. You're, you're about to get killed. But, dude, no security. I mean, nothing. And, and really? the only fight that was even close to being broken up was by some Padre guy in a suit, like, worked in the front office. I'm like, dude, you got no chance. What's he doing? Dude, he was the size of Jace Tingler. He had no fucking chance. <laughs> Jace is a black belt. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Pete over here is like, what's the deal with the Bat Boy? Oh, that's Jace. But he was being dead serious. <laughs> I could do that. It's not the Bat Boy. But it was it was like that all night long where fights yeah. were, were going. And then there's this, <laughs> this guy, Mr. Padre. This little dude comes up wearing a Tatis jersey, and I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to get beat up in front of his kid. Yeah. And I'm like, son of a bitch, this is going to suck. And the guy turns around the kid, and he has a full beard. It was a man oh! who was like 4'8", with these tiny little Tatis arms. And I'm like, what the fuck? Who's this guy? <laughs> dude, 
that Bobby Chacon? <laughs> it was like, it was like tattoo. Is that Ray Mysterio? From Fantasy Island or in a Tatis jersey. I'm Might like, have been Ray. I'm like, dude, you have no reach. Like, you better go yeah. sit down. You or need get close. Shit kicked out of you. But we we stayed. There were no fights on, on my end. I Good. got I got harassed a couple times. Um, good natured or, or annoying. It's funny you say that. Everything was good natured um, on on Sunday, and we'll jump around. On Sunday, I go to the game yesterday with Josh, and I go and I go Steve and Bo. Oh yeah. And at the time, we'll get into your thing. But if I knew you weren't in Anaheim, I would have totally taken you. I just oh, didn't. Funny. I just didn't know. So we're there, and this guy comes walking up, and he just stands right in front of my seat. Boo! <laughs> And I laugh, you know, <laughs> yeah. okay, everything's cool. Well, he yeah. does it like three times. Oh, geez. So I said to Josh, I go, I'm going to give him one more this chance. This is yesterday or Friday? Yesterday. Okay. And I go, I'm going to try and kill him with kindness. And I go, yeah. what, what's your name? And I think his name is Buck. And I go, Buck, how you doing? I shake his hand, the whole deal. Then he ends up, hey, I love the podcast. Everything's oh. every, everything's fine. Sits down. He then comes back. Did he to, sit right next to you, too? No, he was like four rows in front of us. Then he comes back. He's drinking. And he says to Josh, how the fuck do you come to a game with this asshole? <laughs> And Josh's like, well, he's my dad. He's like, oh, okay. And um, and he good natured shit. Then he comes yeah. back again about the eighth inning, and he says, says to me, um, he's talking shit like, we got you today. And I, I said, yeah, it looks like today's your day. And he says, he says something else about the Padres and Dodgers. And then I said, hey, before I leave Petco, can you show me where the trophy room is? I, I go, I'd like to see it. <laughs> you gonna go there? And I go, dude, you put it on a tee. What do you want me to fucking do? So. I'm uh, I'm leaving and uh, Josh took off because he left to go to a, left somewhere else. I was driving myself home. Okay. Steve and, and Bo were gone, so I'm just there watching the game. The last couple things by myself. Yeah. And I'm walking out. First guy says to me when I leave the ballpark, "How dare you come in here and root for the Dodgers?" He oh says. Jesus, who's I, this guy? Ray Kroc? Yes. No shit. Fuck off. So I said to him, "Dude, it was a good series, and that was it. I don't want yeah. any. I don't want to fucking argue with anyone. I just want to get in the car and go home." Yeah. And. And not, I'm depressed. I just was like, dude, I'm not looking for anything. Then this other guy, as I'm getting closer, I'm parking tailgate park. This other yeah. guy and his buddy come running up on me. And the guy goes, today's not your day. I go, well, it wasn't their day. But I go, it was a good series, and they took two out of three. And then he comes closer. And then his buddy says out loud, dude, he's bigger than you thought he was. You better stop. The guy doesn't stop. Now, oh. now he comes closer. Now he's in my space. Oh. And so I, I put my hand on his left shoulder, and I take my thumb, and I stick it right, right there. On, hold it on his Adam's apple. Nice. And I said, we're going to decide right now where we're going, aren't we? I go, are, are you good? And his buddy goes, he's good. And I said, are we good? When I let yeah. go, are we good, or are we going to make this day worse? <laughs> yeah. And he, 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 his buddy goes, he's fine. Let him go. And I, I said, no, I want to make sure. I want him yeah. to tell me he's good. He doesn't say a word, and I take my. I, I'm good. Yeah, it was I'm kind good. of it, dude. I had I had him, dude. I good. fucking had this guy. Good. I mean, I was pushing right on his fucking uh, larynx. Good. And then he he um, I let go, and his buddy like grabs him, like, dude, calm the fuck down. Like yeah. you have no chance. And I'm telling yeah. right now, that guy had no fucking chance because yeah. his buddy wasn't gonna help. No. But I was like, dude, you're taking it too far. It's fucking baseball. Dude, it's right. sports. I wasn't running my mouth. Right. You're just hanging out. You're gonna track me down in my car. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're think about where Petco is and where right. Tailgate Park is, and you're going to track Shit, me a couple about blocks down. Thousand people to fight around Tailgate yeah, Park right? already. Yeah, it was just, it was just ridiculous. It was like, dude, it was everything was good. I wasn't fucking starting fights, but this guy had to get the word in. Well, it seemed like the majority of it was pretty cool. I mean, 
going back and forth and watching everything, it, it, you know, Dave, you, you kind of take away what what I did was I just put the phone down because. Yeah, that's a smart idea. I did, too. I try not to look at the phone. Well, I, th- I think the deal is and listen, I've been guilty of this in the past, so I'm surely not throwing uh, rocks from in front of my uh, glass house. Dude, there's not any lower hanging fruit right now than Tommy Pham, right? <clears throat> no lower hanging fruit. Yeah, nobody's going after Tatis. Everyone expects him to break out of it. Yeah, and so you're seeing different things, right? And yeah. and Fam gets the hit yesterday, and you go, God damn, dude, good, yeah. good for him. Because as much as I joke about this media's affection for that guy, you do have to think that as the team's playing, and he's from all accounts, incredibly competitive. I can only imagine how frustrating that is for him. Never probably experienced anything like that in his life. Think about it. This is a game he's always been good at. So true. And so, right, when you're seeing things yesterday, and it's uh, fantastic, and it's... uh, It wears me out, though. That one's horrible. And then it's, oh, I always had his back, and here he comes through. He's like, shut up. (laughs) Just like... We get it, okay? Yeah. You're, you're the number one hero. And it's the same thing. It's it's Paddock. We were all kind of joking about Paddock's brother. Yeah. Look, it's, it's what we talked about last Wednesday. The thing that you needed on Thursday was Paddock to go out and throw a big game and try to get his confidence yep. back a little bit. I don't care who he was playing. He went out and did what you needed him to do. Yeah. And if, we're, if we love this team, then we all should have been excited for him on Thursday. I was. I, I was the guy. Yeah, you who, want him to do well. You want your right? team to do well. I have always said, hey, they should trade him. I think he's probably a guy you may want to move the whole deal. Damn, I was so excited for him, Dave. There yeah. was no there's no resentment. There's no anything against him. His brother's an interesting guy, but I don't follow his brother because I just well, why get involved in all that, right? Yep. But it just was the whole social media. On Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, if there was one thing that was kind of a drag about the weekend, it was that. Right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're seeing guys, some of these Dodger fans that, and, and it's easy to paint all of them with the same brush. Not all, not all Dodger fans are that way. No. But you see a couple of guys of that taking the bait and getting, and I just said, you know what? Screw it. And I just, I put it down and I just watch the games. I'll say this as a Padre fan. I think if we're all being honest over the weekend, we realize the gap's not closed as much as we hoped after three days. But I will say this. It closed. It's closed a little bit. We just have a little bit of a ways to go. Yeah. And the other thing that I would say was the thing I took away from that weekend was, man, I dug Manny Machado last week. I dug Manny Machado last year. I dug him two years ago. Son of a gun, dude. That might be my favorite guy in baseball. Dude, I, I don't disagree with you. I, honestly, I'm watching it. And I'm seeing where Tatis is at. It, it's Machado's team. It, it is. It, it is Machado's team. And and he's a fantastic player. I mean, if you sit there and you watch. The only bad throw I ever saw him make, actually, was the one where, after he hurt his ribs. He threw yeah. one in the dirt. Yeah. But it wasn't even an error. Wasn't it picked? And, and yeah. so you, you just go, every throw he makes is so right on the money. Even the yeah. ones to second, the ones it's to crazy. first. He's so fucking good. He, he's he, he honestly is such a good baseball player, and well, you just go, holy shit, this guy's out, outstanding. I'm with you. Uh, two other things, too. Uh, this weekend gave me a much better appreciation for Hosmer. Yeah. Oh, maybe, no the mo- maybe the most appreciation I've had for him. Yeah. And I thought 
it was either mud or maybe it was on the post-game show. Somebody pointed out, it may have even been like MLB Network, that we've just gotten to the point of, and, and I'm 100% guilty of this, um, man, you take him for granted over there, right? Making while Tatis is flinging the ball yeah. and whoever else is throwing the ball, um, Machado, like you said, is always right in the numbers. It's amazing. But you go, that guy's pretty pretty special over there. And then this is what I had to listen to all weekend, and I died laughing. I, I mentioned I ended up watching all three games with my sons. And they're all in on Tatis and Machado and, and right Snell and Darvish. They loved it all. My son Cade says to me yesterday, he goes, you know what, Dad? He goes, man, the thing that I took away from that, he goes, it's all the guys we talk about, the big-name guys. He goes, the guy that felt like was always making plays was Profar. Yeah, Profar had a good series. And I started laughing. I go, I'm almost 99.9% .9 sure that I completely shrugged off Profar <laughs> on Wednesday night, saying we should have taken Jock Peterson. Yeah. And I go, yeah, I couldn't have been more wrong on that. Well, we, I tell you, my favorite player is Cronenworth. His versatility? Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's, he's, my, he's my favorite guy. It just Because he, he's the he's the ultimate guy that no one gave a shot to, and they were forced to play him when Hosmer got sick last year. Well, the other thing that we talked about, and this is why it was just pretty cool, was uh, Caratini. And I was saying to uh, my kids, every time I say something, the bells ring. You know what? They're like, I got an answer, Ultra. right? I don't know. I keep telling them. I'm doing a show. Stop yeah, doing that. Stop chiming in. I don't need the thumbs up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all he's doing. He's giving the thumbs up. Um, I was telling my son how Darvish, because they didn't realize Darvish had pitched for the Dodgers, and just saying, you know, man, he'd been struggling. And he went to the Cubs and found his way and matched up with Caratini. And when the pods made that trade, he kind of came with them. And yeah. and we're just kind of talking about that, the whole thing. But um, it worked out crazy because Dave mentioned Pete and Billy. Yeah. And last week on Thursday, I was goofing around and I realized the twins were in town at the Big A. And I have not seen the twins live in probably 10 years. My kids and I love the Big A. And so I jumped on to uh, Vivid Seats. Yeah. And I found three pretty cool seats down the first baseline for like 100 bucks. Yeah. So I bought them. I call my sons. I'm like, hey, Sunday afternoon, we're going to run up. We're going to go to the Big A. We'll see the Angels and Twins. We'll spend the day, right? Go grab a bite to eat. We'll just hang out as yeah. we're trying to knock out all the different ballparks. It had to have been an hour later when Pete sends me a message and goes, hey, man, I know Billy is taking that, whatever he called you, Hillbilly Palais. <laughs> he goes, I'd love to. Take you and your sons. I've got three seats to the game on Sunday. And I had already said to my sons, like, they love the big A. And I said to Pete, you're amazing. I appreciate you. I literally half hour ago bought these three tickets. And uh, I go, man, but thank you. That's incredibly nice. So I, I said to uh, my sons, I'm like, this is why I always preach be nice to people. Because if you're nice to people... Crazy things happen, like just happen. And I said, uh, I said, but look, I already paid for the tickets to the Angel game. And I said, I thank Pete. And I go, he knows a million people in this town, and yeah. he'll be good. Son of a bitch, if we're not out Saturday, and I get this email from Vivid Seats, hey, the game tomorrow has been canceled. 
I was oh, like, shit. what? You should have called me, dude. Well, and we're sitting there, and it turned out that three members of the twins had catched COVID. Yeah. Now, Dave had said to me on Thursday, when I told him, I go, dude, how great are, are the guys that we've learned to know over the years? And Dave's like, just eat the twins tickets and go to the Padre game. And I was like, you know, I would, but I kind of committed to my sons, and I'm sure they would have had fun either way. But the Pods are your team. No, I got it. But I'm like, I go, I'd already kind of set up this whole kind of plan of what we were going to yeah. do. And uh, the thing I hate doing, and, and again, Unique situation with a fantastic guy. They would have died laughing with Pete all day. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I hate setting plans and then changing plans, right? So I just, I, like I said, I told Pete, thank you so much, the whole deal. And the first thing my son said, this is like 7 30 Saturday night, can we text Pete? And I go, we can't. I'm like, any other year, any other series, but I go, I'm not that guy. I'm just not. They're like, nah, we can't be that guy. He would have taken care of you. No, I know he would. Yeah, because him and Billy were supposed to go Sunday, and Billy got sick from the second COVID shot, didn't feel well enough to go, and Pete like blew his knee out and was on his way to urgent care. So his wife oh, reached out to me and said, hey, this is Pete's wife. Um, Carol. I have four, yeah, I didn't know if I was supposed to say her name or not. So, She's awesome. So he goes, I have four. Uh, the four tickets are yours. And then she goes, I'm going to send them over. Oh, nice. Well, like I said, it was so great, and we just, listen, uh, any dad gets this, right? Whatever you can do, and especially if you've gone through a divorce, when you have those moments with your kids one-on-one, it would have been great. There was no regrets at all. So wherever those tickets ended up, whether it was you guys or whoever, 100% fantastic. Yeah, I called yeah. I called Steve and said, hey, um, yeah. you and Bo want to go. And so I've never met Bo. I know you haven't either. Right? Uh, no. So it was it was funny, man. See, it was really the highlight of my weekend, man. I, I love, nice. uh, you know, we, you and I talk about the relationship with fathers and sons. But when we met Steve the first time, Steve knew Bo was coming, remember? Right. And he was so excited. And right. now to see him with his son was was great. And um, it was just, I, I couldn't believe it. I kept staring at him going. But I thought he had Sunday tickets already. He did. He dumped those because these were better. Oh, okay, gotcha. And so... Uh, Anyway, so but I, again, I knew he would have been taken care of. So we're we're sitting there, we're watching, we're watching this game, and it's Josh is on the end, then it's me, then it's Steve, and then it's Bo, and they get there before us. Bo is eating. I'm not joking. Like two pounds of fucking cotton candy. Uh, he posted on oh they, social media. It was like, dying. It was like the the light blue one and the pink one. And I'm like, <laughs> this, this kid is just shoving cotton candy in his mouth like crazy. And Snell's pitching, and I didn't realize until you're at a game when you see Snell in person how slow he is. Oh. Meaning it takes fucking forever to throw the ball. Really? They turn the clock off. You know they had that clock going? Yeah. They turned it off at Petco when he pitches. Oh. It takes forever. And so in the second inning, I, Josh goes to me, man, throw the fucking ball. Like, right. like you got to be kidding me. So second inning, Bo just goes, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, the kid's not... It's not like a three-year-old that, that isn't entertained. He just is like, why isn't anything happening? Right. Because that fucking guy won't throw the ball. <laughs> and the three-year-old figured it out. And he just is like, everyone like does the look back. Yeah. Dude, it was the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> and and I know he, he doesn't swear very often anymore. Like, he doesn't do what yeah. he used to do. Yeah. But at that moment, the frustration came out. And it sounded like I was at the game with you. 
I, it was like, and my wife would have said the same thing. Let's dude, get the fuck out of here. Like dude, he's little Jake Palais 2.0. True. It was it was so great, man, and so funny to me. But he wasn't wrong. It was like, yeah. dude, this is boring. <laughs> Throw the fucking ball already. Yeah. Jesus, man. It was dude, it was great though. It was great. It was right? great. It was great seeing him. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. But uh, it's just Dave, the energy that has been in this town for four days was pretty wild. Like it's we're watching uh as we're watching this, it's top of the six. Milwaukee's up two to one. And I was saying to Dave, we were hyped on Darvish, right? Snell making me crazy, throwing 10,000 yeah. pitches through five innings. Musgrove is, right, two out, 76 pitches. But I was saying, the no-hitter and everything else. Like, I'm really getting to the point. I, I like when he was on with Stephen Ben. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention to Pirate Baseball. Yeah. Man, I really... Just the whole total package with yeah. this guy. Joe's a big dude, too. You know, yeah. you realize he's a big guy. But not only the fact that he's a local kid. Yeah. Like, I I love the fact that he talked this and Snell has talked this as well. That both of those guys have taken on a leadership role, whether it's for Paddock or Maury Hone or for Weathers or Gore or yeah. anybody else, man. You go, yeah, this is it. Like, They've, they've been here a couple of months, and it feels so easy to cheer for these guys. Like, it feels like they're, they've been with this team for 20 years. Yeah. And I'll tell you the other one, too, Dave. I had so much fun when Darvish was with the Dodgers, and he was struggling. And yeah. everything was, fuck you, and did you see this? Dude, we're watching that guy the other night, and you go, like it's the first time I, I could think in a long time, maybe going back to when he was with the Rangers, where you really get locked in watching him. Yeah. Yeah, damn, dude. He's, he's pretty great. he's pretty special yeah. too. He's the ace. I mean, I, I hope Lamette comes back to be great. But uh when you yeah. see Darvish and you see Snell, you go, Darvish is the real deal, man. Well, and and I mentioned my buddy Jimmy Hughes, my other buddy Connor, who's a huge Cubs fan started hyping me last year and yeah. I give him credit all the time. I think we mentioned it on the show. He goes, they got to go get Darvish. And I was like, you're getting written up, buddy. <laughs> you're getting written up. And now I got to tell him all the time. He dies laughing. I go, cause Connor loves the Cubs, yeah. loves the pods. And I go, dude, you called it because he watched every Cubs game. And yeah. he said, Jeff, he's different than the guy you saw in LA. Well, and he was fine in LA except for the world series. You know, why don't I remember him? But I felt like during the year he struggled too, didn't he? he, he wasn't, didn't they no, he wasn't. Him? He wasn't terrible when they traded for him. He he was almost what they thought he was. Just but when he got to the World Series, they got him from the Rangers. They got him from the Rangers. Yeah, he'd been there that whole time. Yeah, yeah, God, that's funny. And it, and it's it's well, that was the 2017 season, which is weird because you look at a guy like Walker Bueller who wears Darvish's number. Yeah, and you're like Bueller hasn't been in the majors that long. You know, you realize how young he is. But I'll, I'll say this too, David, and, and I I think a lot of you. Get what I'm going to say. Uh, as a fight fan, I want to see the best against the best. And boy, I thought they had—I thought they had Bueller a couple of times. I really yeah, did. Me too. And all of a sudden, you look up and he's still there, right? Yeah. And and then you look at Weathers. You look at Ryan Weathers, and you go, "Dude, how about this guy?" Yeah. Like <clears throat> Kershaw, even though Kershaw is a Dodger. An appreciation for Kershaw doing what he does, and you go, this is great. And uh, and then seeing a Darvish against Kershaw, right? Snell yesterday, where you go, dude, come on, like we got to figure this out. But Snell's the first guy to say I got to figure it out. And then watching Bauer 
it just was so great. It was. It felt like playoffs. I love the fact that the Dodgers lined it up. But I also spent a lot of time listening uh, to LA Sports Radio last week. And I thought a lot of the guys I had were really candid. Yeah. Where they said, look, as a baseball fan, you appreciate what Pete. They all talked about Pete Seidler, which was kind of amazing, I guess, because of the ties to, yeah, to the Dodgers and, and the O'Malley family. Everybody said credit to Preller, credit to Pete Seidler for what they've done. But they said at the end, you have to remember that there are two teams that started in the same place and came to the same place. And it's the Giants and it's the Dodgers. And those teams have world championships, and they've often had to play against each other to win those world championships. And right now, San Diego doesn't have any world championships. So while they've hated us for a long time, it's taken a while. Yeah. But they said it's exciting to have another competition. But the the Dodgers are what, Dave, we've seen as Raider fans. Everybody hates the Dodgers. Yeah. Right? The yeah. Rockies hate yeah. them. Every team in the division hates them. The Giants hate them. Yep. And uh, Pods hate them, yeah. right? I'm sure the Diamondbacks do. And and it, you go, well, I only have so much hate in my heart. <laughs> probably, uh, probably a lot of it's been towards the Giants. But they're like, yeah, we can figure this out. But I, I just think we got to remember who we are. It wasn't that long ago that there were not uh, – Correa was yeah. our starting pitcher, right? Yes. It was, three years ago, wasn't Tyson Ross starting? Um, yeah. Clayton Richard, like nobody in LA is like, "Woo, fuck, <laughs> fucking Clayton Richard, woo, shit." <laughs> We're gonna. I'm telling you guys, call me crazy. Tyson Ross is gonna knee us right in our nuts. Nobody thought it. But now, but now when you oh, go yeah. Darvish, Snell, right? Lamette, I think they Musgrove. watch Musgrove. I think you watch Weathers. Yeah. You know Clevenger's coming if you're a baseball yeah. fan. Oh, it changes everything. Uh, if you've been paying attention, you know the Gore's coming. You look around at what Machado does. You look at Tatis, and you go, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm uh, with you. Yeah. I'm with you 100% on this. But I, I don't think we need to be offended. Yeah if they don't feel like it's a 30-year rivalry like we feel it has been. No, it's um, – so a couple things that, that happened. You mentioned the benches cleared, which was kind of wild. I'll be honest with you, I thought – Mark Pryor, who's the Dodger pitching coach, of course, mm -hmm. you know, was a San Diego guy and also was with the pods for a little bit, um, comes out to talk to Dennis Santana. And then the next yeah. pitch fucking drills Mateo. And yeah. you're like, did you tell him, drill him to set up the double play? But the Dodgers didn't play double play depth after that. So I yeah. thought – well, it wasn't to set up the double play, and then I, I couldn't understand. Hit him under in the foot, though, right? I thought I hit him in the hip, like in the top thigh. No? Could be. Okay, I, so, I like, yeah. so he gets smoked, benches clear, and then what they don't show on TV as the player's all running out there, a Padre fan decides he's going to jump oh, into I the saw fight. It. You saw that? Yeah. And the players all turn around and look around shortstop where the elite security is beating the fuck out of him. Like, they the got to be the guys, the elite security guys on the field because there are none in the crowd for sure. And um, they're all watching that. But it was so crazy to, to see that happen. And then the Profar thing happened um, with Austin Barnes and Clayton Kershaw on yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. And when you when you watch it, everybody knows. You, you Even you played catcher. You sure. understand you line up as close as you can to the batter because you know the umpire's behind your back. If you're yeah. far back, that means the umpire's far back. He needs to get a good look. And you're right there on it. So every batter, when they swing, they're taking a stride towards the pitcher. 
Yeah. When Profar made contact with the Barnes, there was no stride. The ball was already in his glove, and he and he hits him. And so when Kershaw's yelling, that's not a major league swing. Kershaw said he was upset because that's how you break my catcher's wrist. You know, oh. not that's not not so much to get on base, but that's how you fucking hurt one of my guys and my personal catcher. Yeah. And then I listened to Mud. If, I don't know if you caught that on Saturday. Mud didn't take Profar's side. Like Mud understands too as a pitcher sure. catcher thing. He didn't go and rip Profar, but at the same time, you you could tell Mud was like fucking. That's not a major league swing. That's not the way you swing in the major leagues. That's not the way you swing in high school. Yeah. Where you you go back and try and pull the catcher's interference. I don't think he was pulling the catcher's interference. Honestly, I believe he was just fooled that much on Kershaw's pitch. Could have been. And then he reaches out and makes contact with the glove. And the rule of catcher's interference, by the way, I looked it up today, and and I saw John Boy did a video on it, is uh, uh, basically a catcher making contact with the batter that impedes his swing trying to hit the ball. But the ball's already in his glove. Weird. So, so it, it did. It, the whole thing was strange. No one's yeah. going to tell you the truth. Profar's not going to tell you what no. happened. But I think if it was the other way around, Padre fans would have been upset too. That's how you fucking break Caratini's wrist. Yeah. You know? I, what I liked, and Dave, I, I got to be honest, at that particular time, like I saw afterwards, but I, I don't remember seeing the actual play. The thing that I just remember was watching the whole thing was just how quickly everything escalated. Yeah. And you go, if this was a game three days ago in Pittsburgh, yeah. either way it goes, right? Yeah. Uh, Caratini gets hit or whoever's catching for uh, Pittsburgh gets hit. And you go, well, that's kind of weird. And off it goes. <laughs> Boy, uh, things went from zero to 60 really, really A lot quick. of fuck use. <laughs> yeah. But this is the great – we all see it. It's It's awesome. Baseball, everybody's just kind of shuffling around. You didn't really see anybody grab anybody or do yeah. anything, right? Because I, I just, as as much as I like a good old fashioned Donnie Brook, you really don't want to see Machado or no, Tatis want to separate his shoulders, yeah, or Mookie or any yeah. of those guys get impacted. And then you go, well, that really sucks, right? Yeah. So they're kind of walking around doing the whole thing, and then it always feels like the guy who missed the first bus and then shows up on the second bus, and here come the bullpens. Yeah. <laughs> what are those idiots gonna do? They got it by rule. You gotta leave, you, even though nothing's gonna happen. You gotta leave. Yeah. It's so stupid, because if you really wanted to fight, you just fight the guy next to you in right. center field because they're me- running in right next there. to each other. Yeah, just meet right there at the yeah. benches. <laughs> that was great, but man, I just uh, the whole thing. I just I looked at it. I even after the win yesterday, I go, all right, well, it uh, we got a little ways to go. Yeah. To close that gap. But I, I tell you, man, it, I was really, really happy with Weathers on Friday. Yeah. Like, really, really happy. And, and watching Darvish. And that was the other thing where you go, dude, I don't know. I don't know if, if Fam finds it. But you hope he does, right? I mean, I'm, I'm seeing everything on social media. Oh, we got to do this, do that. You keep thinking he's due. I mean, if it wasn't for that Mookie catch, he ties the game up. It's just, uh, it's, it's, Dave, you know it better than anybody. It's the first cliche you, you ever hear, right? It's a really, really hard game. It is. But I, I was talking to uh, a guy, who was it? I was trying to think. It might have been my brother last night. I think my brother said to me when Fam gets the hit, he goes, uh, what the fuck are the Dodgers doing? Guy cannot hit a fastball, yep. can't get around on a fastball, and you throw him a fucking changeup? Right? 
Right. What are you doing? Yeah. I, like no just throw idea. him fastballs until he hits until one. Until he proves that he isn't an old man that, that can catch up to it. And he's not an old guy. He just acts like an old guy all of a sudden. Like but, you're right. Everything's by him. But damn, Dave. Like, so, I mean, the catch that Betts makes the other night, like Don doesn't make too many mix ups on calls. Yeah. Especially in what person. Don thought it got in. Oh, Jesus. Don thought it got, but then he quickly yeah. said, he goes, man, I thought it got away from him. But if that's anybody else, yeah. right, and, and you know it because we've watched this game, we all know it. If that's Myers, if it's Hosmer, if it's Grisham, we're like, oh, wow. But of course it was fam. Yep. And you just, I just have to wonder in his head how he's staying clear, Yeah. right? That's the thing where you go, because Mud tells a great story where uh, Tino Martinez was struggling, yeah. and they were in Seattle. And Harold Reynolds has the day off, and Tino, remember this? And one of my favorites. And Tino's in like the middle of, Mud, Mud could tell you, but it's like an 0 for 40. And he hits the ball kind of like we saw the other right night. Right on the right? screws. Right on the screws, and all of a sudden the defender shows up and makes the play. And Tino's coming off the field, and he said, Harold Reynolds is sitting at the top step. He's got his hat on crooked. All right. Attaboy. Oh, boy, Tino, that's how we do it. Not today, Harry. Not today. <laughs> and you go, like, I, I just, listen, I, I've been very open about how the media's affection for this dude makes me crazy. But, Dave, you have to think that as a guy, right, you're looking at this team. You're looking at what Musgrove did. You're looking at Tati sitting at home yep. run the other night. You're looking at Machado. Running the bases, he can't even stand up. He looked like Willis Reed out there. It was so great. And you just go, yeah, if you have any kind of heart, you go, I want to make a contribution. Yeah. And especially like you said earlier, if you've been a guy that's done that your whole career and now you're in this great situation where it's competitive. I mean, you had competitive years with the Rays for sure. But you're in a contract year right now. Oh. And, you're, and you have a bad public image because you got stabbed at a strip club. Yeah. People are watching. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, no one's saying shit about Tatis who's hitting below fam. No, I know? got it. Yeah, yeah. because he gets a pass. Well, right. But he also was out for 10. So yeah. you, you take 10 games off, right? You go, all right. And I think the other thing is, too, Dave, with Tatis, you're right. But you're reading what Dennis Lynn wrote, that he's playing in a harness and they're doing some different things. But, yeah, I think we all look at it and you go, all right. We'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. Up. Nobody in San Diego has seen a big enough uh, sample size from FAM in this uniform to go, dude, is he going to figure it out? And the guy who, unfortunately, is probably thinking that the most might be FAM himself. Yeah. That's why I, I, I don't, I'm not saying you got to sit there and, and write, you know, send the guy Valentine's Day cards. He doesn't need any of that shit. But it's just kind of where you look at it and you go, dude, the guy's playing for the team I love. Yeah. And, and I I hope he figures it out, and I hope he goes back to being that guy. I don't see any ways on this team moving forward, but you go for now, man. I hope the I hope the guy does it. He's yeah. not jaking out there for no. sure. No, no, he, he definitely wants to have it come together. There's uh, people kill me for saying this because it's like one of those teases that you don't pay off. Hmm. I'll say it because I can't think. I won't remember to tell you, but 
When the show's over, I will tell you what I heard about Tatis that I'm not willing to share on the show right now. Oh. Maybe down the line, I'll tell you. I know something you guys it, don't. It's, uh, it, it's, yeah, it sucks. To Read say between it like the that. lines. It sucks to say it that way, but someone told me something very interesting about Tatis that why he's in the slump and has nothing to do with what's going on physically. And Getting up too early to hear so the 5 o'clock <laughs> Steve Woods hour? It's, it's listening to Steve talk to Paul at 5. It's throwing everything off. Oh, shit. But no, not I'll, getting uh, enough sleep? I'll, uh, I'll, I'll remind me, okay? Oh, you'll I leave will. Here and you'll call me on the way home. What the fuck was it? I'll forget to, you'll forget to ask me, and I'll forget to tell you. Damn That's it. the way we All always right. do things. So, But, again, they play uh, this Thursday, which oh. is insane. Like, I feel too exhausted right now to imagine that they're going to play again in a Can't few wait. days for a four-game series up in L.A., and it's uh, it'll, it'll be nuts. And so Lamette's supposed to pitch, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow? Could go on to, Tuesday? If he goes tomorrow. Save him for LA? If he goes tomorrow, he then, could play he, Sunday. then he'd pitch Sunday, yeah. Okay, and so Musgrove will go. So the, the, the Padres, if I'm not mistaken, do I have this right? They'll have Darvish Thursday. Yeah. They'll have Snell Friday. Yeah. They'll have, they'll have Musgrove. Musgrove and Lamette. I mean, so you talk about the Dodgers setting it up. The yeah. Padres are setting it up at Dodger Stadium. It's going to be perfect. It should be really good. Should be should be really exciting. It is. It, it's so goddamn fun right now. It's, yeah. Um, it's just a lot of fun, and I, maybe because of COVID, I just was so happy to be out of the house. So and fun being there, that right? Was, I, I really did have a great time. Yeah. I mean, it was again. When everybody left, I was like, where am I going? I got to go home. I'll watch this on TV by myself. I'm going to stay here and watch it by myself. I heard Junior say to Agler yesterday, and it was yeah. really funny, yesterday or Saturday. He goes, man, looking around here, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And Agler said, yeah, it's a joke. Because it's an absolute joke that we get to come out here and watch baseball. Yeah. He said not only us, but as fans, too. And, and it's just, it's all the little things, Dave. It's the little things that we forgot about. We're just the excitement of being in there. I was there opening day. You went Friday, Sunday. Man, just that vibe of being back yeah. in there, right? And, it was cool. And I don't know. We Opening day, we're just there having a beer and a dog. And you yeah. go, damn, this is this is good living, man. Just yeah. I would say to everybody, be careful because the Twins should be a good example, right? It's not over yet. Like, yeah. I, I know we're, we're getting excited, but still be careful. So – that we keep moving the the train in the right direction. It's the only thing I'll say about it. But um, but yeah, pretty pretty exciting. I think I loved being there so much that um, that Josh went and got a hot dog and bought, bought me a hot dog and he comes back and I was like, dude, this might be the best hot dog I've ever right. had. Right, it looks just, like it was made in twenty eighteen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. But it was it was a hot dog. Did you get a your calendar game. yesterday? No, nah, I didn't get a fucking calendar. <laughs> Did you get the fryer sticks? I didn't, I didn't even think about that. I didn't see that. you four idiots hitting the fryer yeah, sticks. Yeah, no, dude, those fryer sticks were, were brutal. Everyone around me had those fryer sticks in my ears. Oh, my God, dude. Enough. Enough, <laughs> enough of the fucking fryer sticks. Enough Jesus. out of all of you. Fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was a good time. Good. I love the fact that here we are in April talking baseball. Like it really means something. It's really exciting. Hey, want to mention Dan Williams. Dan Williams, again, is doing great things. Look, by the time you hear this podcast, will probably be Tuesday. Do not forget... Two Minute Tuesday on YouTube, understanding your cost of debt. Dan Williams will have that. We talk about getting out of debt all the time. Dan Williams wants to help you be that guy to get out of debt. Also wants to help you buy your first home. If finances are not your thing and you're going, man, i got to figure this out, don't waste any more time. Call Dan Williams. The conversations are always fast and right on point. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. So Saturday, I'm running around downtown with Cade, you know where we went? We went Kansas City Barbecue. How was I, it? I've lived here 40 years. I always thought I've that never been. place was a tourist trap. Where's it at? 
right down. It's where you know it's where they filmed Top Gun. Okay, remember they did the yeah. piano scene in there. It's right across from um, Convention Center and the Manchester Hyatt, right across Harbor Drive. And so uh, we just walked around, Dave. We walked around for probably half hour, and I go, "All right, this is all." T- if I if I couldn't go in Coronado. Then I want to go downtown. Yeah. But the only way you're going to live downtown is if you have those finances put together. And that's why calling Dan is so important. 858-688-6813. Dave talked about it. I would recommend the one that he did last week. The one about credit cards was incredibly important. And I, I followed his advice. And it's why I was able to get my credit score put together. And uh, and the other one, too, and, and Dan's probably like, hey, Jeff, thanks. I was finding ideas that are good, but I'll just keep listening to yours. <laughs> I had I had people say, you know, oh, be careful with your credit score, everything else. When I opened that new card last week, I had seven different emails come in from identity protection, from Wells Fargo to Capital One to Chase to ID Shield to LifeLock, the whole thing. I know what it means for me, but I, I probably in Dan's probably like, whatever. But, Dan, if you need an idea down the road, uh, the benefit of having those protection, especially as we're all protecting our credit score. But uh, I love the one that he did last week talking about credit cards. It was really important to me. It should be important to you as well. But if you're trying to get your finances set, whether you're trying to buy a car or a house, uh, Dan can help you get there, 858-688-6813. Also, when you talk about buying that house, there's no one better to go to than Brian Curry. Brian Curry will get you the most for your house, as you see right now. Now's a great time to sell. You're going to get the max dollar for your home, but you need a guy like Brian Curry to help you out. Also, if you're looking for a place to live, Brian Curry will, will be the guy that puts you in the right neighborhood, the right school district. Make sure you give Brian Curry a call, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. And want to mention because I know Brian would rather hear <laughs> this than uh, than than hear about his, what's going on, what he does for a living. His son Dylan, how about that? Fucking was awesome last week, and they won for league Poway. for Poway. He's a quarterback at Poway, and he was making throws that were just incredible to watch. On KUSI, I saw it. I watched the whole thing, and it's the only reason I tape it anymore is I'm looking for Dylan. Um, but it was so cool. He's only a sophomore, uh. and that kid was money, man. And, and congratulations to Brian and Dylan and the whole family. Yeah, so exciting. Because we always say around here, it's been the motto for a long, long time, the friends are family, and Dylan's family. And it was incredibly exciting. So, yes, congratulations to the entire Curry family. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that would have been one of the things I forgot. Uh, but, Dave, I, I just – the thing that you forget sometimes is I – w- I was mentioning on Saturday – we go down, often you're over down by the East Village, and you whether you come down 10th or 11th, and then maybe you go home through 13th or Market. And while there's some really cool places in the East Village, there's other places where you're like, holy cow, does this suck? <laughs> well, on Saturday, as I mentioned, Kate and I went, went down, we had lunch, and we're just kind of walking that area that's south of Horton Plaza, a little north of Seaport Village, and so many incredibly cool condos. And, and Kate was like, are these apartments or condos? I go, I don't know. But I said, wouldn't this be great? Like just on a Saturday hanging out. And like I said, we went to Kansas City Barbecue. And then we walked over to Seaport Village. We've been there in 25 years. <laughs> and we're just goofing around hanging out, man. I love it. So wherever the neighborhood is that you want to set up 
your next routes or set routes in, Brian's going to help you find it. Give Brian a call. Tell him Dave and Jeff sent you. Yeah, whether it's, uh, oh, another shooting in Spring Valley, but what do I know, right? What do I know? Yeah, I don't know shit. Ron, as I mentioned, uh, the sightseeing tour hosted by Amazon and Miserable Padre fan has been canceled. <laughs> uh, hopefully rescheduled down the line. It won't be. Um, but no matter where you want to go, whether it's from Carlsbad all the way down to East Lake, Brian's going to help you find your place. Absolutely. Look, brand new pool would be perfect. It is getting hot as fuck right now. Taylor oh. made pools is the way to go. One of my friends just got a pool that was finished. Said, man, they were in the jacuzzi till 1.30 in the morning. Really? Just said the pool's great. The jacuzzi was great. Taylor Bay Pools, what are you waiting for? Alan Taylor standing by. More than 20 years will make your backyard a staycation. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. It was Alan's birthday the other it day. It sure was. I wished him a happy 21st birthday, and his lovely bride said, uh, you got the wrong guy. It's Alan's birthday. She just shot it down. <laughs> My goodness, Amy, come on. Let the guy have a minute on his birthday. Dave, you're so right. Has anybody else noticed what we noticed, which is you get in the car, and all of a sudden where it's kind of 60, 65, a little chill, now you get in, you go, it's 84. And yesterday we had to take care of something. We went to Temecula, and we ran up there quick. 92 in Temecula. You go, holy cow. We've said it for weeks, if not months, if not years. Man, oh, man, oh, man, what are you waiting on? If you have that backyard, especially during the challenging times we're living in, why wouldn't you give Alan a call for his team so they can come out and build you that beautiful pool like you see on the TaylorMade Pool social media site or like you see on our page at DaveAndJeffShow.com under the sponsor page. Not too late. Give him a call. Tell him we sent you. Dave, no specials today. Okay. Pick the female silhouette of your choice. Maybe it's the Leslie Stahl special because we talked about it earlier. But uh, let Alan choose in celebration of his birthday. (laughs) If you're looking for that website to help your business out, give it a little bit of a spark. Actually draw people to your business. Kyle Fluger is your guy. 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. You know what you should have uh, Kyle set up? You should have Kyle look and see, are we spamming our customers to death? How many different companies do you get? Yes. Hilton, hotel, enough out of you. I've got it, okay? American Airlines, enough out of you. Mattress, firm, you fuckheads. I already bought a bed, you dumb fucks. I, hey, $300 special. Well, you're saying the bed I bought seven months ago is so shitty that I need a new bed? <laughs> Fuck off. And if you have something where you are driving your customers and beating them over the head with constant marketing emails, you're doing it wrong. And that's why you need to give Kyle a call. Give Kyle uh, either a a phone call or an email and have him overlook your site. Believe me, your competition's doing it. You should be doing it as well. Absolutely. All right, here we go. How old are they? How much are they worth? We're going April 19th. We're going to go with the guy that's not too far from here. We're going Suge Knight. Oh, where's he? He's in Donovan. God damn. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of guys. A my lot of guys you'd like to talk to that are in Donovan. Yeah, my buddy Hondo's a guard over there. Sirhan Sirhan's there. Yep. Did you see this crazy shit with Menendez the Menendez brothers? brothers? Yeah. No. That all these girls have made them like sex symbols on TikTok? They have all these girls like 25 want to bang those guys. No way. 
Son of a bitch. Yeah, there's two chicks hosting, you know, probably Donna and, and Joan. How old's Eric Menendez? Oh, what'd you do? They're doing it <laughs> right now. They're not getting scolded by Katie Temple. Uh, Suge Knight, I think he's 54. 56. And I think he, ooh, how much is he worth now? 10 million? <laughs> 200,000. Damn, dude. Where'd all the money go from death row? Dude, don't ask him. Don't, uh, hey. He doesn't want to hear it. No, I was going to say, all those guys are down there, and I'd love to go down there and talk to them. Yeah. Suge, I, I don't know. <laughs> I love Suge, man. My team was death row every year, fantasy football, That's baseball. We're death row every year. Not anymore. They're not anymore. All right, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. I'm willing to say she's good in the sack. Yeah. Every time she breaks up with somebody, they, they're devastated. Yeah, they just go off on a long drive in a van. Those goddamn things called the, looks like an uh, old aluminum can. What are those things called? You know, Volkswagen the bugs? No. Buses, I mean? No? No. Like a, like a RV, but it's metal. They'll rent one of those and go. The Sprinter? Camp. The Mercedes Sprinter? <laughs> Jesus. Like Philip Rivers to take his kids around in? No, they just go camp out at Santee Lakes, throw the old line in the water, try to catch a bass. <laughs> uh, Kate Hudson, that alley cat, I'm going to say she's uh, 46. 42. Jesus Christ, I'm so bad at this game. Used to be good. I know. Goddamn. I'm going to say she's worth $20 million. $80 million. Really? $80 million bucks. All right. Okay, hang on a yes. second, though. Let me ask you this. Only a handful of us will get this reference. Kate Hudson says, Dave, you know what? I really like the way things are moving. And uh, love to have you as my guest uh, so you can meet my family this weekend at the barbecue. And I'm so excited because you know who's going to be there? All three of my uncles, the Hudson brothers, are going to be back together. Do you remember the Hudson brothers? No, when you, I how don't. do you not remember the Hudson brothers? I 100% don't. Her dad and his two brothers. It, it pains me that I even know who these guys are. <laughs> they had like some, like when we were kids, they had like some variety show. Uh, just later on, YouTube the Hudson brothers. And just, I think it'd be enough where you're like, you know what, I'm not sure this is going to work. <laughs> if you had to go meet those guys, yeah, you'll you'll understand after checking them out. Oh my gosh! Okay, uh, all right, Ashley Judd. Oh, yes, <laughs> fifty-four, fifty-three, close. Fifty-three. Ashley Judd is worth thirty million. Twenty-two million dollars. God damn! Not too far off. That's perfect. She's. <laughs> Damn near perfect. She is. She's great. I think she's been sick recently. Is that right? Yeah. She seems pretty freaking cool. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Troy Palomalu. <laughs> Should have been a charger. Should have been. But they were too busy trading down to get Sammy Davis. How's that feel, Pete and Point Loma? How's that feel, Walchef? They missed on Palomalu and Ed Reed. Uh, well, in the same draft, they missed out on... Palomalu, then they traded down and they missed out on Namde Asamoa. Yeah. Because they took Sammy Davis and then the Raiders two picks later took Asamoa. 
That's a really good goddamn draft. That's a couple of guys that got their shit together in that room. <laughs> uh, Troy Palomalo. Let's see. That draft was 2004? No. No, it wasn't. Three? Three. 2003. So that's, I think he's 41. 40. Okay. And he's worth uh, $50 million. Says he is worth $30 million. All right. All right, last one. James Franco. James Franco. Uh, if we had to drive cross country with Franco from uh, here to Chicago, could I you make, make it? it? No, I wouldn't make it. Could you make it to Arizona with him? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Arizona. His stories would wear me out. Okay, here you go. James Franco or Steve Hartman? Hartman. Hartman. I'm all on Franco. <laughs> you son of a That's not true. That's not true. I. Bullshit. You couldn't handle walking five blocks with Hartman in San Francisco. You I, stuck him with me. I haven't seen. You didn't even eat with him. Like you sat at like a whole different table. Do you know what's weird? I was thinking about this because it's it's coming up on the five year anniversary of my buddy Cheech passing away on May first. It's gonna be five. I don't think we've. Have you seen Steve in five years since we left there? <sighs> no, I haven't. Like I, I feel like like some of those guys. I don't know what happened to Judd. Judd fell off. Judd the moved to Chicago. Oh, he did. Yeah. Um, well, good for him. Uh, I love Judd, but like Steve, I haven't seen that maniac in, in five years. Yeah, he's working every damn day. God, he is, he's right? He's comedy once a year. Yeah. Um, I would, I would take Hartman. So, uh, James Franco, I'm going to say is 47. 43. God, kind of close. Uh, 18 million. $30 million. Oh, I'm sorry. $20 million. That's pretty million, close. I rallied back there. All right. All right, here we go. Five random questions. And I mean random, they're all over the goddamn place. All right. All right. How long do you think you could survive in the wilderness? Half hour. <laughs> no, yeah, no way. Dave, I watch these shows. Which one? All right, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask I'm this I'm not back. much better. I thought maybe I could make it one night. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Which one would you survive longer on? I'm going to give you two options. Surviving in the wilderness... Or surviving on one of those crab boats for deadliest catch out in the middle of the Bering Sea where they're dealing with 25-foot uh, waves. And, Fuck and that. I'd rather be in the wilderness. And you're working 17-hour days with those goddamn cages Dude, trying to avoid getting hit I'd in the I'd rather head. be in the wilderness. I think either one's like half hour. How long would you last in the wilderness? Dude, one day. I could make it one day before I starve to death. I'm not killing anything and eating it. That's, that's for the sure. thing. I can't watch. Like, I like Bear grills. But I can't watch when he starts whispering, and there's the possum. I want to grab the possum. We're going to yank his head off. We're going to put our fit. No. I won't watch any of that. Ah, fucking so gross. Pull the legs up. No. And then here, eat the scorpion, Dave. Just squeeze the guts out. No. I'm doing that. All right, here we go. What Kay. conspiracy theory do you actually believe? Oh. I absolutely. It's the easiest one that Oswald did not work uh, act alone. I agree. That's what would have been mine. Yeah, I agree on that completely. I do you believe in UFOs? Yes. Do you really? Sure. I, I don't. I, I would say this, Dave. I don't know that I would go so far as to say I believe in UFOs. Uh, this is why, like, like you were saying, going to ball games is great, but on Saturday, like, sometimes I have to split my sons up just because they need a little break from each other. 
and I had the most fun. We're just hanging at lunch, right, crushing sandwiches, and he's just telling me different theories he has about UFOs. And so I'm going to defer to my son who told me, he goes, I'm not saying they exist, but I try to be open-minded enough to listen to everybody's point of view. Okay. And I said, I really like that. So I 100% am going to steal his thoughts on it. I don't know if they're – I mean, Area 51's really fascinating. Everybody to me, wants to believe they exist. The people who, be who believe in them, they just want to believe it, right? Yeah. I and my thinking is parking sucks as it is. I don't want more people coming to this, to this world. Uh, I'll give you my <laughs> own <laughs> – Traffic sucks a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think the I think the um, I think the Oswald one's pretty fun. I'm with you on that. This is the one I've always started on this show, and and it's an important one, and nobody else says it. And listen, I know the guy's passed away, but if you can't tell the truth, you got to tell it. I've always said Dave Patrick Swayze never sang that song, because if he did, you would have seen him somewhere singing. That's it a live. good point. That's a good point. And I'll tell you the other one too. I'll tell you the other one. You never saw Eddie Murphy on Arsenio sing Party All the Time, did you? Nope. Nope, I, I didn't see it live. You're right. So. Party uh, All the Time. That's true. Right. That's true. Two songs of the 80s where you go, uh, yeah, I think I think those I guys. I think those guys are the, the next Milli Vanillis. <laughs> My own personal conspiracy theory. All right. How many phones have you broke or lost? Oh. Um, pretty good. Under five, over really? yeah, over twenty years. Less have you than five? Have you ever lost a phone? Not, not to the point where I had to have everything replaced on it. I don't think so. I've never broken a phone or lost a phone. No, my kids, my kids and their mom. Um, every time I go over there, one of them, it's either their tablet. Her whole her phone, it's always that spider web in the lower left corner, right? And I don't know why. I think I've just always put a like I'm looking right here at your at your tablet. You got a really good case around yeah. that thing, right? Yep. I've dropped my phone a Me million too. times, and that scares everybody. But for whatever reason, whatever case I'm putting on it seems to be working, and I don't know what they're doing with theirs. Uh, yeah, I would say less than five you know over funny? twenty you years. You ever hold a phone without any case on it? You get crazy so nervous. So weird. Yes. Yeah, it feels crazy small, slippery, and you're like, hold on. And it's all glass. Yeah. You're yeah. freaked out. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're. How you're about you? Never have. Not one. Yeah. You always hear about people dropping them in the toilet. Thank God, I've never done that. Oh, I got a, I got a question for you. At the yeah. End. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Which celebrity would make the worst world leader of a country? First one that comes to mind is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> I thought it was a Kanye West. You go Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh! Give him the thumbs up. Iron Sheik. <laughs> Sheik would be great. Sheik would be great. There's a, on Amazon, there's a great documentary about the Sheik, and it tells a story. I mean, he's a pretty amazing guy. And it tells a story about how he really was – you know, struggling, dealing with a, a addiction, and he hurt because he was when he was twenty two. Yeah, and two brothers that he knew uh, in Toronto uh, kind of got him back on track and started 
They're the guys. Really? He just randomly shoots things out, and then they write his Twitter oh, post. Wow. But it's all his stuff. Yeah. They're not making it up. But they just listen to him, and then they just transcribe it. It's a it. good follow. It's funny as shit. Oh, my God. He's great. Have a good Monday. Go fuck yourself, right? <laughs> um, I think Hacksaw Jim Duggan would be one. Hey, Lars from Metallica. <laughs> Another one, right? <laughs> Who do you got? <laughs> I just had Kanye, but I was like, holy shit, you're better at this than me. Kanye would be one, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say those guys. Oh, my God. All right, last one. Okay. Who or what do you Who or what do you always have time for? Oh, that's... Um, it's very simple. It's it's Jack and Kate. Yeah, find stuff. Yeah, same yeah, thing. yeah. It's Jack and Kate. But I but I would also say, Dave, that it extends out. We're incredibly lucky. I think you would agree that we are, and I think all of us. It's why I always write check in on a friend. Um, and I, I'm so lucky that people send me messages all the time, and I I, I just I love it. But we're so lucky to have the group in our circle. If Costa calls me, if you yeah, call me, Stevie Woods calls me, uh, Katie Brownman, uh, Joe Carlo in Toronto, or or any of them, uh, shit, I, you know, I'm probably forgetting ten people. But if they check in, yeah. Mud today, yeah. the phone rings and it's Mud. That's great, man. I I try to find yeah. room for all those and the, and the guys that I grew up with too, and then some neeks. If they're on my phone. Uh, I do my best. I ignore my stepson all the time <laughs> because it makes him insane, and then I call him 20 minutes later. Oh, that's but funny. But, yeah. Anybody in particular? No, for me, it would be, it's Josh. I mean, your kid calls Rita's you. Rita's like, thanks. Yeah, well, that's good. All right. Here's the question. He it all the time, too. Here's the yeah, question for you. Yeah. You mentioned it with your phone. Okay. Yeah. I brought this up, and Cliff Albert almost lost his mind and then told me he thought about it all week and he hated it. This was like 20 years ago. You are in a public place. Let's, let's say Dick's Last Resort because okay. they're out of business. Are they? I think so. Yeah. And you're there. You've had a few drinks. Now you go to the restroom and your sunglasses fall right in the urinal. Yeah. What is the price value on sunglasses where you go I let these go, and I fish these out. Is it a hundred? Is it two hundred? Is it a pair of Ray Bans at one seventy-five? Your Ray Bans. Okay, the urinal, not the toilet, right? Either one. They're both soaked. No, you're in right. They're both soaked in piss, oh, Dave. No. Let me cut Dude. you right to it. Dude, I'm not. I'm not grabbing them. No matter what. I'm not. Could I? It's funny. I had, a, I had a situation about a week ago that was similar to what you're saying. What'd you drop? So. Okay, so okay, wait, let me just extend the it the before you go. No. The answer is no. I'm not. What about your phone? Uh, phone, I got to grab. I think I, well, no, well, not really. Because the phone, all you have to do is put your Apple ID in and everything comes back. You all right over there? <laughs> Shut up. I got so much fucking off on me because I'm worried <laughs> about mosquitoes and I'm just making myself sneeze. Now, and the other problem is, too, Yeah. old school, before we started saving the world, goddamn, you'd have those old school industrial towels in there right you'd be like i'm gonna i got old school brawny paper towels you know I, kansas city barbecue i mentioned i was there i go into the bathroom at the end they not only had paper towels they they had the old school 25 cent french ticklers for sale in there. <laughs> Shut up. funniest shit ever I, um 
They did. Oh, they had funny. condoms, French tickler, and like some random yeah. gift box. Because people are getting laid all the time at barbecue restaurants. I guess so. I think it's because they haven't done anything in there since 1982, but it struck me funny. But at le- if you had the old school paper towels. Yeah, I'm not doing that crap anymore. You could just wrap your hand around it no. and get it. No? No, I can't. You're done? Uh-uh. All right, so the other day. Okay, let me hear it. I have this, uh, I have this mount mouth guard to keep me from grinding my teeth, okay? Oh, that's yeah, well I'm look well I'm looking for it. I like I, I, traditionally I wake up, brush my teeth, I clean it, put it away, the whole deal to the next day. And then uh, this time um I woke up cuz the dog wanted to go out. And I'm like shit, the dog has to go to the bathroom. It's a puppy. So like yeah. you, you know, you got to go. Got to go. Go scooting downstairs, dog goes out, and I'm like, well, "What the fuck do I do with that mouth guard? Couldn't find it anywhere." And so I'm like, "What the hell?" So next day I'm out and I'm picking up dog shit in the backyard and I swear to God that the toddler dog was just smiling right at me. It was my fucking mouth guard. The dog ate it and the dog shit it right out. And it's just grinning right at me. And I'm looking at this thing which is like 300 bucks, okay? And the first thing through my head is how many times have our listeners told me to eat shit? (laughs) And I'm like, do I try and fish this thing out and fucking wash and spoil it? And I was like, nope. Dude, I didn't even try. I threw it right in the trash. And I'm like, no way, because in my head, no matter what I did to it, yeah, I would think it was in a big pile of shit. <laughs> but, now it, here's the but it was like smiling right at me. I'm like, look at my teeth. But now when you get, <laughs> but now when you get the new one, because you're neurotic, yeah. now when you get the new one, even though it's brand new, yeah. you're gonna be thinking about it yeah. anyway. Yeah, 100. percent Dummy, you take all your shit off. <laughs> Disappointed. I was like, literally, though, what I did before I found this mess, I went through every trash can in the house. Yeah. And I had to empty every trash can by hand with gloves on, going, could it be in here? Did I wrap it in a Kleenex or a napkin, throw it in my pocket? And I couldn't figure out what I did. And I was like, I emptied every fucking trash in the house three times, like, because I I had to have missed it for nothing. Like, I'm putting my hands through garbage. Well, and I was just going to say, all of us think, well, we got our act together. looking for like a mouth piece or yeah. tooth you kind of have to question the decisions that were yeah, made yeah. under this roof yeah what the hell are we doing <laughs> what are we what is this money spent on i know it's a great story but my god <laughs> you're like this is guantanamo bay yeah. you guys clean it up oh son of a bitch yeah that was it that was my mess uh, was all right so we got to figure out when we're coming back i can't do wednesday night I got to do uh, I'm my dog's getting sick. I oh. need my mom and my sister coming down, and I got a game on all the way to University of Michigan. So uh, by the time I come back, it'll be nine o'clock at night. All I right, so we'll th- we'll try to go Thursday. Okay, can we do Thursday? Yeah, I think cool. it's safer for Thursday. All right, so we'll we'll try and come back on Thursday, which would be great. It'll be right after the Big Dog Podcast. Oh yeah, let's do that. All right, okay. we'll keep it for Thursday night. Okay. Okay. All right, good deal. Thanks everybody.